Hello and welcome. I'm Regina, your host and mindset coach. This is the Moms Who Achieve podcast, where we discuss motherhood, mindset, money, and everything in between to equip first-generation changemakers with the tools they need to create the lives they want and deserve by managing their minds and taking massive action. I am super ecstatic that you're here, and I'm hopeful that with an open mind, you'll leave with exactly what you came for. Let's go. Hey y'all, how is your day going? I hope it's been amazing. I hope that you're really enjoying the weather, especially if you're in Indy. I've loved it. We've spent so much time outside. I use this app called um, 1000 Hours Outside. Or let me see. Let me see what it says. 1000 Hours. And it keeps track of our hours that were outside. Last year, we made it to, I think, a little over 700 hours. That was my first year using it. And really my first year being intentional about being in nature, uh, being in the sun, being out in the early morning and grounding and all of that. And it has definitely done wonders for my mental health. Um, I'm a person that a few years ago, like you would have never caught me outside that often because I didn't do heat. I was deathly afraid of spiders and I allowed those thoughts to really just create this atmosphere where I didn't spend much time outside. Um, I started camping last year as well, and it's just like everything else. You just get kind of used to it. Now, I still don't mess with spiders, period, right? But they can be in my area and I not freak out. Um, They can kind of be on the tent. I can see them and not run the other way. So I am making strides. Um, And I'm grateful because honestly, I love to be in nature and it's just like the uh, fears that I had around spiders and whatever and all the bugs and all that that kept me from doing that. So I'm really grateful that I decided last year to take the leap. I actually, um, there was a celebration that I took my younger children to and they had these little animals and stuff. They were so cute. And the one of them was a tarantula. It was so ugly. Ugh. Oh my gosh, I'm just getting like, just uh, thinking of it. But my five-year-old, I think she was five, maybe four, had um I think she actually like dared me to let him put it on my head and I was like okay okay no so he ended up packing up and I'm like dang I should have did it and lo and behold he walked past me he hadn't left yet and I was like hey I'm thinking about doing something to help me like just move through a little fear I have around spiders you know would you mind putting that tarantula on my head? Like, just let me experience that. And he said, yeah, sure, let's go. And y'all, to be very honest with you, I'm not sure what it did for me because I've yet to even watch the video back. (laughs) Like, I'm too afraid to even watch the video, but I did it. And maybe me sharing this with y'all, I'll go ahead and share that video. I don't even think, I didn't even post it online um, as some promo or something. So I'll do that. But anyways, Doing that and just me just repeating to myself, okay, you're like a thousand times bigger than this and all the different things. This is not even what this episode's about. I'm not even sure why I'm talking about this. I had no plans of it. Maybe one of you guys need to hear. Maybe y'all need to hear. Get out in nature. Get over your fears because it does wonders for your mental health. And even throughout the summer, I mean, throughout the winter, we still tried to spend as much time as possible outside. So back to my whole point was that this 1000 hours outside is an amazing app to help you keep track and it kind 
kind of makes it fun, gives you a goal. So this year we have a goal of 850 hours. And let me see, as far so far, we have reached 238 hours. We just came back from our first camping trip of the season. We had to cut it short so we didn't spend that much as much time as I thought we did because it was going to be raining bad the next day and all of our friends were leaving. So anyways, I'm going to be camping. If you're in Indianapolis um, or even in surrounding areas, a friend and I have started black camping for this area and we'll be doing it. We're trying to do it every last weekend of the month. So our first one is June 30th. There is still room if you want to come. Um, and actually, you know what? Next week I'll do, I think I'm going to do a, a <clears throat> excuse me, a podcast about the benefits of camping. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there since we're getting closer to that trip. And I know many of my black friends are like camping outside, eh, but y'all like, and black people don't camp, like all these things, these nuances that are not really true. Um, there are thousands upon thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of black people who actually camp on the regular basis. There are Facebook groups about it. And yeah, with why I wanted to do it. So when we think about creating our life on purpose and we think about how we're currently living, um, when I started doing that thought work, I realized that a lot of what I believed and a lot of what I did on a regular basis was really because of my experience or what I was told or what I've seen. And so when I started to become intentional about, well, how would I live if I created the life I wanted, if it wasn't tainted by what I saw or what I thought was possible? And one of those was, I want a garden. I would like to grow my own foods, at least some of them. And I would like to be outside. I would like to be able to explore what it's like to actually sleep outside at night. Now, when I first started thinking of this, of course, I had all kinds of reservations. I'm not a camping person. I'm not an outside person. I don't do outside at night. I prefer my bed. Like all of these thoughts came up. And again, doing my own self-coaching and being coached myself, I am realizing that every thought I have is just a story. And that's true for you as well. And it doesn't mean that it's not true. It doesn't mean, it just means it's a story that you abide by, which means also that you can change it anytime you want. And I think that's the most powerful thing that I've learned, maybe at least in my top five, because <clears throat> oftentimes we go through and we have these thoughts in our minds and we believe it to be true. Like it's facts, like these thoughts just swim around and they've been around forever, probably as long as we can remember. And that's our truth. But actually it's not, it's just a story that we have decided to believe in. And so when it comes to camping and being outside and doing things, I had the story that I'm not an outside person. I don't do bugs. I don't do cold air. I don't, you know, all these things that at one point in time, they were 1000% true for me, which did what? It made sure that I wasn't outside very often. So you may see me at a pool for a hot second. You may have seen me at a barbecue, something like that, but you would have never seen me hiking. You would have never seen me camping. Um, you have never seen me do anything that didn't have a sole purpose of getting there. So I went to the park because I wanted my kids to play or there was a barbecue for a family reunion or we had a pool day. But when I started to think intentionally, like, how would I want my life to be if I created it myself? One of the things that came up was, 
what if I could be outside often? What if my fears around spiders and my fears around being outside and all these thoughts or, you know, that's not a black person thing. Like, what if I didn't believe in those? What if I created something else? And so that was one of the main, the first things I would say that I changed for myself was that I enjoy being in nature. I enjoy being outside, gardening, growing my own food, camping. Those are all beliefs that I decided on purpose were going to be mine. And maybe you want to hold on to the fact that you're not an outside person, like inject any thought that you would like to try on yourself in this equation. I was not an outside person. I wanted to be. So I decided to create new thoughts and belief systems for myself. So all that to say, that is where me starting to get more outside and this started really last year. I mean, don't get me wrong. We go to parks over the years. We, you know, we're always going to parks and doing things like that. But to be intentionally in nature, it's different for me than being at a park or, you know, some some space that was created for us to go play and kind of share space like being in the woods with nothing but the ground is very different than going to a park with some seats. Um, and so last year. I began to think differently and we spent more time outside. You know, we started to do some yoga and we would be outside doing it. I started to think of, you know, instead of us being at our table eating lunch or breakfast or dinner, what if we were outside? Like, let's try this out. So it started very small and it really was no big intention for me to become this really just outdoorsy person, but I just wanted to explore more and I wanted to be comfortable with being outside more. Um, So we started that. And we did yoga outside, we ate meals outside, we sat outside for no good reason. Um, And I really tried to like be outside in the morning and and when it was chilly and all that just clears my mind. And the more I go deeper into my spiritual practice, the more I truly believe that like God is everything and all around us and the beauty in nature, like in my personal opinion, it just didn't create itself. So it's just, I guess it gives me that energetic, just feeling that I'm as close to God as possible. Um, and I wanted that for my children, my older two, of course, because I raised them when they were young, I didn't have this thought process. They were definitely not on board and they definitely was like, what the fuck has gotten into her? Um, so last year they agreed to go to, um, one camping trip and, We went, I think we did a total of three. I think I may have did a total of three, maybe four last year. Um, And one, so let's talk about, now remember y'all, I didn't even prepare for this. So hopefully I'll cover all the bases. There's so much that I can talk about in regards to just camping along and what I've learned. But I'll talk about the experience with my older kids. I know when I talk to people, they're like, eh, my teens, this and that. It is a culture shock. Like when your kids have never gone camping and you take them at, what was it, 12 and 16, 12 and 15 um, or 11 to say you're getting ready to spend a weekend outside. Like that, that's pretty big, right? Um, but they were gracious. I don't think, you know, my, my 13 year old now, she spent the entire, we, we've done only done two nights. I'll say that she spent the entire trip with me once. And then the oldest one, he had some things to do. So he has done a night, I believe neither one of them were fans. I will say were, because I think their minds are kind of changing a little bit, but Hey, I met them halfway. Like I explained what, why I wanted to do it, why this was really important to me. Um, some benefits I believe we can get out of it and ask them to do me this favor, right? It wasn't like, we're going camping, you're going, 
let's do it. Like I tried my best to just make it make sense for them. And for the most part, they were okay with it. Um, I'm not going to say they were like, Oh my God, yes, let's go. I'm so excited. Like, no. Um, the, it's funny because, Oh, my daughter went to two with me. So the first one she went to, we had the most horriblest experience because it poured down. I mean, when we got there, which we got there later in the day, we didn't know that you need to get there early because setting up camp takes a while. So we got there later in the day. It was pouring down. We had to keep all of our stuff in the car because it was just too rainy. The Also, the campsite we were at was nothing but mud, to be honest. So thankfully, a friend had um, a big gazebo. And I'm talking, y'all, like think of pouring down rain where like we're under this huge gazebo and there's just pools of water just hitting the ground. It actually, it, I don't think it could have rained any heavier. So that was ironic. And however, though, it was such an amazing experience. My daughter didn't like it because where we stayed, there was no Wi-Fi at all. Like period, phones did not work. We had to leave, like we had to drive like 20 minutes for my phone to work. I loved that. Um, but funny story, like my husband, he had, I that was my first time like going camping away from him. And like he went on Messenger to find somebody that look at my messages and find somebody that I went camping with to be like, Hey, I just need to know that she make it because like we had no connection. I was completely overwhelmed because I wasn't prepared. I had never had this experience and I had two little ones plus the teen trying to set up. Everybody's hungry. I didn't know that a fire takes forever to cook, like just total disaster. But you know, looking back, it was really an amazing trip for a couple of reasons. And that was, I had a chance to connect with my daughter without electronics, my oldest daughter and all of them, but especially the team, the preteen, right? Without electronics for myself or her, we had to work together to make all this work. We had no idea what the hell we were doing. And my little ones were, there was, there was older kids there too for my daughter. So that was good. My little ones they, I mean, they're young, right? So they don't know any different. And they had a blast. I'm talking just me sitting under the canopy uh, or the gazebo with friends and us talking, us cooking, and they just out in the rain. I mean, mud everywhere. And it also taught me a lot about myself, about the controlling behaviors I can have and about the things that can kind of irritate me. That's like, eh, is that really a big deal, Regina? Um, like, try always like in our minds like I can't go to sleep dirty I can't you know but I mean you could take the full shower attire if you like but I didn't so try doing that being that having those thoughts and then going camping and mud's everywhere and is no matter how hard you try you can't keep it out the tent you can't keep the dirt out the tent and just trying to like not go crazy and also like I just had to let go I had to let go and do the best I could I didn't have some of the things I needed that I didn't know I would need until having to experience it and this thing starts coming up in your mind about oh next time I need that that so just really being in this very vulnerable space where you don't know what you're doing you have no idea what's getting ready to happen you are dirty you feel uh and you just have to let go and rely on friends like also I would highly recommend that if you go go with groups of people um that was the best part being there with other moms talking, having nowhere to be, having conversations, sharing food, um, spending quality time with each other, like really just deep connection and our kids doing the same thing. And like all the moms there are all the moms, right? So like if my kid needs something, somebody's helping just like that communal village experience. I had never experienced anything like that before. And so even though 
I would say it rained the entire time. It was crazy from beginning to end. What I got out of that was exactly what I needed to hook me. And my children loved it. The younger two, especially the the oldest one. I think she was, she said she was okay. It just didn't have Wi-Fi, and she wasn't expecting that. So she wasn't able to use her phone. But even with that, like, she may not be remember, but I saw her interacting with other kids, other teens that she probably would not have had done had her phone worked, right? Because, you know, they're in their phones. They're kind of like, eh, I don't know if I should talk to you. And, you know, that little weird space they're in when they first meet. But, like, they were playing games and they were helping with the younger ones. And it was just really cool. <laughs> and funny story from that first trip, we were um, surrounded by, I think it's the first one, but at any rate, whether it's the first one or another one with the camera last year, we were somewhere where the raccoons were horrible, y'all. Like they started coming out at daylight for your food. It was crazy. And it's our first experience, remember, first summer. And we're at the, the around the fire, fire pit. And we look up these, it's like they were like getting ready to pounce. Like they were just think of these freaking raccoons, these tiny human looking things, like just walking very slowly trying to like snatch your shit it was so crazy and they didn't care they were used to people so you had to like scare them off I mean I'm telling I'm sitting in the chair around the fire and this raccoon's like a foot and a half away from me like getting ready to snatch my food like it just was waiting on me not to pay attention it was actually pretty funny to think of it and like we'd be under the shelter that was good this place had a shelter thank god we were under that eating and sharing space and Oh my gosh, there they go. They, someone left their chips out. Someone left something out at their tent. They snatched it and was ran off. Like I remember one of them, one of the raccoons took my daughter's sippy cup. They thought it was food. And I had to go in the woods and try to find the sippy cup because lesson learned, that was the only one I brought. So really funny story. And like that night, it was started getting darker and <laughs> my daughter, she's just like, looking she couldn't even sit still she was like looking around looking around looking around because it started getting dark but you could still see like the silhouette of them still coming out and so it was really like funny looking back but imagine it pitch black our first time camping we've never gotten ready for bed done anything in the dark right because we're in the house and me realizing oh shit I need to put all this food in the car I need to put my trash in the car because they were like don't leave your trash out these raccoons are crazy whatever so it's dark. Cameron's holding the flashlight. The flashlight doesn't light up the whole area, only where you are. So you, your mind starts to race and you're thinking there's 30 raccoons around you just ready to jump. And so I'm trying to rush stuff in the car. We got a one and three, four-year-old. I'm sleepy. I'm it was just nuts, y'all. And like me trying to hear them wash their feet in this bucket and get them into the tent before these raccoons just like take over our entire bodies. And... Me and Cameron just were dying laughing, like, because she was so scared. I just could not hold it in. It was so funny. And since I was laughing so hard, I couldn't move fast enough. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. And then once we finally got done with everything, we're in the tent. I got everything in the car. They're rummaging around. Like I felt, I saw them kind of push against our um, tent. Now, I'm just thinking about this. This is probably you being like, if you've never gone camping, you're probably like now like, fuck that. I'm not going. But listen, y'all, that was just one experience. I've been camping several times since then. And I guess that place is just horrible. So I will tell you what it's called. I can't remember. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, if you're interested, just let me know. I'll let you know. I can't remember which one it was. But funny thing, we woke up the next morning, went out. All of the trash that our friend Sierra had tied up at the top of the shelter, like these raccoons climbed up and got into all of it, took all the trash, all the food out of it they could. It was just crazy. And 
also people feed them like even our second day there we're looking and all the kids now mind you it's probably like 10 plus kids and when you have that many kids in case you have smaller kids it makes it so easy they watch them like everybody watched them if something's wrong with my one-year-old someone came and told me like it helped me so much like you had kids of all age ranges and the older ones automatically just take care of the little one it was just amazing to watch and it was a definite community that I loved the most and they were like feeding these raccoons and it's like oh okay that's why they keep coming out like stop so that was funny um I was gonna say something else about that trip I don't know it'll come back but basically that was our first experience and they were like if you can make it through this one you can make it through any it's usually not this bad and I think the worst part about that trip was it was really really hot and there was no water around like we didn't have a river a lake close by they did have somewhere driving distance like within the park because a lot of times at these campsites they're huge so you have to like drive to places that are further away and the kids love that we were able to sightsee get in water have a good time Um, and it's super laid back so I really enjoyed it even with all of the craziness that happened, I said, yes, this is for me. So we went once or twice more um, and we really enjoyed it and just got better and better and you get better at things. Um, your tent, you you know what you need. And what I love about group camping is that if you don't have something, somebody else does always. If you forgot something for your meal, somebody else has it. Everybody just kind of shares and, and gets together. And there's always like, you know, at least the several times I've gone like a communal fire pit, right? Where like everyone just goes and sits around. We do s'mores, like the kids hang out. Um, so, yeah, we just came back yesterday from our first one for this season. And it was equally amazing. Um, I had got a new camp I, I camp I got a new tent which to me is the worst right like so if you want what's easy like please get you an instant tent so they can just pop up and be done with it I have trouble every time and I now have an instant tent for all of us when all six of us go but I decided since it was just me and the two little ones and their cousin my nephew um, I would get a smaller one which was not an instant tent and it was a headache but thankfully again community my friend took the kids to one of the parks and I was able to get an hour and a half of just setting up and getting myself together so what did I want to say about camping and why I've lost my thoughts about that Um, I wanted to I guess address some of the questions that may come up and so one was like even if you're not an outside person you can change that thought if you'd like to you know if that's something that you want to do Um, for me camping allows me to connect with nature be outside it's beautiful to be out there you know even if if you have a certain tent that you can see the sky and just waking up to that and be in that space getting away from home oftentimes when you're camping it's hard work you're busy so you're disconnected from electronics typically Um, so that's always good and just really um, creating relationships and bonds and more importantly for me allowing my children to do that so we were just camping and I think if I had to guess it was at least like yeah probably uh, 12 15 kids at least and there was more that was supposed to come but they got sick so they weren't a couple of families weren't able to make it but um, the park that we were at which was Sycamore I think Sycamore Springs it is by far my favorite if you have smaller children really any age because they have a basketball court as well they have trails to ride your bikes Um, they have shelters they have 21 playgrounds and where we stay there's a river behind us like literally you can just kind of look over your tent it's right there so it's amazing Um, in preparation if I have sold you on camping then in preparation um, you can go on Pinterest you can email me I've changed my email I've not updated everything but the best email for me now is info at Regina Sloan 
coaching.com. You can email me and um, I'll send you the list that I've created over the, every time I've gone, I've added things to it and make it super simple for you of all the things. And remember that when you go, you'll see there's things that you don't need that others do and vice versa. Uh, for me, I like to bring, for example, a portable, like, um, uh, what would you call it? A portable eye, like how you cook at home. And it's very simple. It's, uh, small. So it compacts, but you know, oftentimes if I want to make some tea or boil some hot water for cleaning or some quick breakfast because everyone's hungry while the fire is getting going I can do that real quick um we had that happen like we were gonna do we did a community dinner pitch in and I was doing chicken and um, peppers and onions and it was kind of still like very cold very frozen or a little frozen and like it would have took an hour plus probably on the on the fire and I had that so it got done like all the way through very tasty and like 30 minutes or less. So it definitely is something that I always take. And so through every time I go, I add things to it um, that I could benefit from. So I could send that to you. Um, I would also say like, definitely get an instant tent if you don't care to, you know, some people really like the idea of having to learn how to put a tent together. And it's not hard once you do it a couple of times, but it is easier to have an instant pop up. So I would suggest if it's not something you're you are interested in learning how to do, go ahead and invest the extra money. If you don't know if you buy from Costco, like you can always take it back if something's wrong with it. So that's why I purchased ours. I would say um, definitely come with an open mind. I would almost always camp with people I'm not sure if I would like to go camping with my kids by myself um, even if my husband went I'm not sure I think I, I think the bigger thing for me is the community is my kids being able to play with other kids so I think I guess it boils down to like what are you interested in and what are your goals for going um, some people maybe prefer to be alone but I like to do the group camping and again we are going June 30th if you're interested I think it's Clifty Falls, but I'm not 100% sure. And for me personally, I'm not driving any more than two-ish hours to camp. Any longer than that, I'm not trying to pack up all that, drive there, and sleep outside. Like, I'm going to be flying somewhere, or if I'm driving, it's going to be me going to an Airbnb where I can sleep comfortable and not be outside. So um, think of those things. Uh, there's all kinds of different kind of meals you can look up online on, on what things to prepare. And if you're going with a group, no worries. Do not even stress about it. They and hopefully you'll be going with me, will help you 100%. And did I mention, I guess I'll just, I'll say the benefits here. And if anything else comes up, I'll end with that. The benefit for me is, like I said, being outside for me is the closest physical ability that I have to God for me. That's my experience. Um, also, being dis- being outside and camping, um, just by default, it disconnects, disconnects me from the world, from work, from electronics like I spend a lot of time on my laptop with my clients and everything else that I'm doing and so it kind of felt weird like I don't have this you know and then also by the end of the night kids are usually wore out and I have time to myself if I want to so I was able to do some um, training stuff that night and just kind of relax and if you're in a place where it allows for uh, wi-fi and um, so that's a benefit disconnection from the internet and from, you know, all the tech and all that stuff. It's really good for me. Um, community. Like I know the women that we went with, but 
to spend time and share space and take care of each other's kids and cook together and talk together and be in the water together. And, you know, one person like my friend who took the kids up to the playhouse village for me when she was taking her kids, she just took mine and I was able to sit up in peace and have a moment to myself, you know, and then if I'm going down to the river and I'm taking the kids or we just kind of bounce back and forth like that village, you know, experience that I'm sure it used to be like. I love that. Um, I think also it's a very inexpensive way to get away. Like if you have a lot of children or if you're tight on money, camping is very inexpensive. I think for the, we were supposed to stay, um, two nights. I think we ended up staying one cause it was supposed to rain really bad. But for that entire stay, like I've never paid basically more than 40 something dollars for the two or three nights that I've done. Um, and so it's very inexpensive. I mean, yeah, you have to bring all the things or whatever, but like to be able to be in the river and see different places and kids are really easy to please and go to all the, all the things that Sycamore Springs has, you know, for that amount of money can't be beat. Um, they also give like free wood there. So, um, you could just look up the different sites and see what benefits they have there. If you have small children, I would definitely so far recommend Sycamore Springs in our area. hundred percent. I haven't seen or come across something better for their age. Um, and the, amenities that are right there and walking distance like my two-year-old and uh five-year-old like they're riding their bike up and down this big old gravel street it's like really fun and everybody's watching out for everybody's kids it's just really good goes back to the community for me um and watching um the kids I think that's my most favorite thing to watch is my children being in nature sometimes doing nothing just laying there playing with their toys or in the water um my daughter my five-year-old she actually got up close and personal and touched dragonfly Um, they see snakes they see all different kinds of things that you don't see at home and everything just is kind of slowed down right like us moms and dads we're making sure meals are prepared and all that and we're like really busy and that's one thing actually that I thought about was that while we were packing up I had a hunch to like tell my kids to help me especially my nephew who's older and I decided not to and I realized that this is I am like creating their childhood memories and not that they can't help and there isn't responsibility in that because they did help at some points but not to overcrowd them with the responsibilities that I'm taking on to create this space for them and so it was really just cool um a friend a, a friend of mine we left kind of late and so we we're only two there packing up and it was almost dark but we were just like packing up our stuff taking our time doing our thing and you could just hear the kids at the baseball field just having such a good time I mean for like two to three hours like I think that's how long it took us to really pack up all of our stuff and kind of end the night and it's worth it it's definitely worth that for me worth it to me for my children to play with kids of all different ages and stages and backgrounds and experiences and we kind of just let them do them themselves like I I really try not to be a helicopter parent. I really try to like let them figure it out. And, and you'll be, you'll be surprised that when we put the power into children's hands and let them figure it out, they do not that things doesn't happen. Don't happen. Is that a word? Not that things don't happen. Um, and there's a time and space for us as adults to, to jump in and help and help navigate the conversation. But, um, it's just really cool to watch. I'll give you one example. My daughter, my five-year-old, we were in the river and they were throwing rocks and not at each other, but just like, it's a huge body of water and they were just throwing them down. She had her goggles on and I had been telling her like, you can't really see in the goggles and those aren't really for the lake. Cause it's really dirty. And you probably don't want to just have your face under that. And you know, whatever, you just kind of want to play in it and explain this to her, but she was adamant to wear them. 
well, they kind of had a tent to them. And so I think that's what her issue was and maybe just not paying attention, but she threw a rock and it hit her friend dead in the face and right in the forehead, cut her pretty deep. And in that moment, that was her first time really hurting somebody like that. And she started freaking out. I mean, she went nuts, screaming, crying. She ran up on top of the rocks, just felt really awful. And her friend like was really bleeding bad. So I had to help her friend and get her out the water just in case like, you know, she had a concussion. I'm not sure what was happening. So of course I had to deal with her first. And I'm asking my five year like, Hey, come with me. She's okay. Let's figure this out. You didn't do anything wrong. It's okay. It was an accident. And she just freaked out. So I just had to help her friend got her up and my five-year-old just like ran to the tent. She ran to our tent. She's like, I'm never getting in the water again. I'm never like, she was just freaked out that she had hurt her, ran in the tent, took off all her swim stuff, put on her clothes and just stayed in there crying for a couple of minutes. And I, you know, helped the, her friends and, you know, banished her up and all that. And within that time, like she had came out and this goes to show like, you know, that's a whole other topic about us making children apologize because it's the proper thing to do and not really helping them to see like the deeper meaning of what an apology is and how we all really are self-starters in our own feelings and what we experience and how we feel. Um, she came out on her own and she immediately walked up to her and like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And they had a conversation like they were young adults. Right. And it wasn't anything extravagant. It was just like she knew she had wronged her and it was an accident and she felt horrible about it. And she apologized. Um, and then we talked about it and she's like, I'm never getting in the water again. She just felt horrible about it. But we talked and I said, you know, accidents happen and we know, and she knows, everybody knows that you didn't mean to hit her. You know, once she was calmed down, right? Like I'm not doing this in the middle of her having this emotional outburst. Um, I was like, you know, what, what, if this happens again, the next time you guys are in water, like, what do you think you could do? What do you think could be different to prevent that from happening? Immediately. She's like, I should not wear goggles in the, in the lake there for the pool. And I could have saw, I would have been able to see because I didn't see her and she's having this whole conversation and I need to make sure before I throw a rock that nobody's in front of me and like all these things that I could have told her in that moment. I could have like gotten on a Ryan, what did you do? You, I told you not to throw those rocks. I told you not to throw it when someone's around. I told you to make sure no one's in front of you. You know, all of that, that would have made her feel even more awful. She already innately felt bad. She was innately guilty because we don't have to be taught to do that, to feel that way. It's just a natural experience that we have when we do feel bad. This is turned into a whole conscious parenting tip, I guess. <laughs> but anyways, I'll end this by saying to adding on that there's the benefit of camping, the costs, the community with us parents, the community with the children with children, and also us with other kids. There were several times where I was on a hammock and hanging with someone else's, you know, my friend's kids. And, or they would come up to me and say, hey, can you help me with this? Like one of the older kids wanted my knife to help himself make this, I don't know, really sharp stick to go fishing in the water like and I was able to help him with that like and give him what he needed and make sure he was safe with it like the not so it's not only interaction with me and adults but me and like the other kids and my kids with other kids and my kids with other adults and learning like one thing that my five-year-old had to learn several times was you have to wait until someone's done speaking because she'll hey 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 while someone's talking and so everyone's like hold on a second I'm talking so there's just like the experience of just learning how other adults are how other kids are how we all are together and how we navigate there's so much to be said about that I can really talk about that kind of thing forever but that the expense the um, grounding work you can do, being outside, disconnection, and just being in a different space and trying something new. And also like 
somewhat survival skills. Like I'm not out in the woods with nothing. I've got stuff that I can use and need, but when you run out of something or when you don't have it or when you need something, you kind of have to make it work. So definitely some really good skills to have there. Um, I think those are the major ones for me. And listen, y'all, black people do camp. There are thousands of people. There's groups, you know, uh, there's huge groups that they've kind of come together and create an organization where you can like pay them to go camping um, with them as a group and all kinds of stuff. I'll definitely post those links in the show notes. There's a couple of Facebook groups that I'm in. Um, But regardless like I don't only camp with black folks I think that there's a that that's a beautiful space to to be had for a lot of different reasons but I've camped with mostly white people and it's been great like because when you're out there and you're connecting and you are the same you know heart-minded thoughts and and just wanting to connect and your kids have a good time and you have a good time it really doesn't really matter what color you are Um, but I do think it's really important for us to have the experience amongst ourselves especially to kind of help kill this thought that black people don't camp because it's not the case so if you want to camp when I go camping it's always with kids I am not a fan I don't think I ever would camp just by myself or with my husband um I am doing something in August, uh, camping with some other women, but that's going to be in a cabin actually, but usually they do camp together and I'll post them as well. There are so many experiences basically for us to get outside and experience things and experience other people and get the benefits. And I really suggest that you try it once. And if you're kind of like, eh, I'm not sure, maybe find someone who is camping and go out for the day. I've offered that to my family, like just come out for the day and see what it's like and leave when it gets dark, just kind of experience it. Um, but I think that we could all benefit from getting outside and sleeping overnight and being away from home outside with other people for sure. Um, for us, for our kids, for the community. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say. I hope that I covered everything since I really wasn't prepared, but, um, camping is a shit. I am a camper now. I will go camping every season, every summer. Listen, I I don't winter camp. That's one thing I'm not doing. I'm not going to be my, my, my seasons for camping are June to September. October maybe but I probably wouldn't schedule it it would have just had to be on a PRN basis because if it's cold I'm not doing it um I think that's it if you have any questions definitely uh email me hit me up on Facebook Instagram moms who achieve or Regina Sloan email at info at Regina Sloan coaching.com I am well aware that this intro and outro may not may be a little outdated y'all but listen I'll get to it when I can you know how to reach me. I hope this was great for you. Please share with somebody who has expressed interest in camping and just wants to know, you know, some insight on the experience. And if you got questions, let me know. Be blessed. That wraps up this week. I hope you found value. Please share with a mom, friend, subscribe and leave a review. This helps this podcast to get into the minds of those who need it most. I would love to hear what you think about the episode. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Who Achieve. Looking forward to chatting with you next week. Take care.